Just how far in advance can you detect somebody who will commit an act of terrorism? Hi, this is Phil Gersky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting. You're listening to Quick Hits, podcasts on national security and public safety. I'm pretty sure all of my listeners are very aware of a horrific terrorist attack that took place in Christchurch, New Zealand, in the South Island, in March, I believe it was, of 2019, perhaps February, when an Australian named Brendan Tarrant went into a two mosques, and he was he had an automatic weapon with a bunch of ammunition, and he essentially started shooting randomly at worshippers. In all, he killed 51 people before he was arrested. He was found guilty of several counts of first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison. So he's not getting out anytime soon. Just came across an article in the Sydney Morning Herald from Australia. Brendan Tarrant was Australian, even though his act of terrorism took place in New Zealand. Entitled, The Warning Signs in the Christchurch Terrorist Australian Upbringing. I want to cite a couple things from this article as I want to get into this notion of who should have known better, who should have known that Brendan Tarrant was on a one-way ticket to terrorism. Here's how it opens, the article. This is by uh, Caitlin Fitzsimmons, apparently a senior reporter for the Morning Herald. The Australian-born terrorist behind the Christchurch mosque shootings was openly racist at school, experienced family violence at home, and had unsupervised access to the internet from childhood. Apparently he was into anti-Semitism, She quotes a senior lecturer in criminology at Murdoch University in Perth who said, There are different forms of violence from people who are quite willing to abuse someone racially on a bus or on a train to those willing to go out and cut off a pig's head and throw it in a mosque to those who will firebomb cars. It is very, very rare case that you get someone like Brendan Tarrant who can walk into a room of warm-blooded people and start murdering them in cold blood. So, what do we do about all this? There's no question that Mr. Tehran had a troubled upbringing. His parents split up when he was when he was seven years old. He is he was apparently traumatized. They lost their family home in a fire, and that uh, his personality changed after the separation. He put on weight in his teenage years. His mother's new partner was violent. Apparently, he was left to his own devices with technology. Had interest in video games, end up being be up going up on 4chan, this platform that has a lot of racist comment, and yet I somehow look at all this, and my, my first reaction is, well, well, so what? And I'm not saying so what in reference to what Tarrant did. It was horrendous. It was violent. It was terrible. It was a horrific act that he carried out, slaughtering these people in a mosque while they were at prayer. But what is it about Brendan Tarrant's background that is any different than millions or tens of millions or hundreds of millions of other people around the world? But let's, let's walk through this. His parents split up. Well, in Canada, uh, two out of five marriages don't last. And I'm sure in a large percentage of those, there are children involved. His new uh, stepfather was violent. Again, I'm pretty sure that happens an awful lot too. He was left unsupervised online. Well, there's a surprise. My three-year-old grandson has an iPad and he watches videos on it. I'm not saying he watches racist videos, but he watches you know, stuff appropriate for his age. Giving kids access to online stuff is just the norm these days. Is it right? Is it wrong? I don't know. It's just, it is what people do. But the most important thing I want to settle on today is this notion that he was expressing racist views as a teen. And that should have been a red flag for what he did 
in Christchurch in February of last year. I want to push back against that based on personal experience. My own mother, God rest her soul, was racist. She certainly saw certain people as not as good as others. She didn't hide that fact. Ergo, I used to hear some of these comments when I was growing up. I myself do not see myself as racist. I don't share those views of my mother. And yet to draw a line between my mother's views and saying that that put her on a fast track to violence, of course, is bullshit. My mother was the least violent person I've ever known. See, here's the problem. When we try to unpack cases like Brendan Tarrant, in hindsight, hindsight always being 2020, there are always those that say, yeah, well, we should have known when he posted this or when he said that or when he did this. We should have picked up on that. And if we we picked up on it early enough, we would have avoided the loss of 51 lives in those mosques. The problem, dear listener, is the difference between false positives and false negatives. Let me walk you through this. And I I devoted quite a bit of this into my first book, The Threat From Within, back in 2015. A false positive is an element that one assumes or thinks is important and yet doesn't apply. Let me give an example. If you were to say terrorists are marginalized and the first person who's marginalized who doesn't end up being a terrorist is a false positive. If you were to focus all your resources on marginalized people, you'd, you, you would cast a very wide net. and You'd actually catch very few terrorists because the vast majority of marginalized people don't become terrorists. The other side of that coin are the false negatives. If you have it in your theory, in your mindset, that terrorism is inextricably linked to marginalization, and somebody who's doing really well, well-adjusted in society, ends up killing 51 people, that person becomes a false negative. This is the danger when you start talking about indicators or attributes that security services and law enforcement should focus on when they do investigations. Don't get me wrong. Indicators are really interesting. I wrote a whole bloody book on it, The Threat From Within. But I also caveated that book by saying these are things to take note of, not to hang your hat on, not to throw everything else out and rely solely on the 12 indicators that I came up with based on my 15 years at the Security Intelligence Service in Canada on the hundreds of cases that I worked on. They are things that are potentially of interest. They are not definitive. They're not things, it's not a checklist. You get six out of 12 or 10 out of 12 and oh my God, the five alarm, five alarm fire bells going off. It doesn't work that way. A lot of what happened in Brennan Tehran's family happens in lots of families. And 99.99% of them don't go into a mosque and kill 51 people. There's no question that his decision to do so was based in part on his upbringing. It was based in part on his online viewing and posting habits. It was was based in part on his racist views. Brendan Tarrant and every other person who commits an act of violence is a bundle of his or her experiences and relationships as long as they live. We are all bundles of our experiences and our relationships. The difficulty, and I would say the wrong choice, comes about when we start to say that there is a one-to-one relationship between a certain set of factors, a certain set of relationships, a certain set of experiences, and future action. Because there isn't. Not only is the, the, the element of free choice, I may be racist, but I choose not to become a violent racist for a whole host of reasons, religious, personal, moral, whatever. And secondly, there simply is no single pathway to any of this. 
I understand the need for collective comprehension when things of this magnitude happen. I get why we're digging into people's pasts. I understand why people are un turning over rocks and trying to figure out what went wrong in that young man's life. But to use it as a learning point for future cases, we got to be careful with that. We run the same risk we run in the past. It's all about X. It's all about Y. It's all about Z. When it's all about all letters of the alphabet simultaneously or subsets of those letters of the alphabet. I just hope that as we try to get better at identifying potential cases like Brendan Tarrant, so we can eliminate the unnecessary murder of innocent people, we don't fall into the same traps we've been falling into since Eve took the apple. We rely on very small data sets and we make assumptions on those data sets, which we claim to be predictive in nature. And they're anything but. My heart goes out to the victims in Christchurch, but we gain nothing by coming up with this new theory that somehow Brendan Tarrant was on had a one-way ticket to carrying a weapon into those mosques in February 2019. He didn't. It's as simple as that. Anyhow, that's what I think. Curious what you think. What do you think about indicators to violence? Was Brendan Tarrant inevitably going to do what he did? Drop me a line. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like this content and want to get more, go to my website, borealisthreatenedrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. Provide your email address. you get a free daily digest, all the material, first thing in the morning. Love to hear what you think on this and other podcasts, as well as the blogs. We'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe. Thank you.